Hi everyone and welcome back to the podcast. So this episode I'm driving and I wanted to share some questions and answers or one particular question that came in today and the answer about the practicalities of building out a garden bed. And so I just wanted to share this while it was still in my mind. So I'll see you in the episode. So the big question is this. How do we live in more sustainable and regenerative ways? How can we tap into the ancient secrets of living in harmony with the sacred nature of life? How do we embody the interconnected web of life that thrives in abundance within each of us? That is the question, and this podcast will explore the answers. My name is Craig Hubbard, and welcome to Shambhala Living. Hi everyone, so welcome back. So this one I thought I'd do while I'm driving, just so I can share it while it's still fresh. So one of our course participants asked a question. So so when you're doing the course, you get to send in any questions. And this question was, they were building out a U-shaped garden. So it was five metres, so 2.5 metres down each side and then about two metres at the back, so this kind of U-shape so you could walk in, and it was a nice nice design. They've come up 400 millimetres high, and they've gone out to what we recommend between 800 millimetres and one metre wide. So they were measuring up how much soil they were going to need for that, that garden bed, and it turned out to be four cubic metres of, of soil. So they... Their question was, can they, like, what, how should they fill that up? And, and is that a lot of soil? And how much could that cost to, to fill up? And should they just fill the whole thing with, with soil or should they fill the bottom half with, you know, something else? So, um, like, and, and some of the things they asked was, could they fill it with, they wanted to use some mushroom compost on the top or, and some, some compost on the top. Um, but what could they use in the bottom? Like, could they put sticks and, and branches and or grass clippings or or you know other soil, you know, a lower quality soil or something from around the from the the house that they've dug up or clay or so. My response to that was firstly I wanted to check on their their measurements. So in the planning part of the modules. We, we have our standard bed sizes and then we also share ideas for if they're doing in-ground beds or different ways. So then the first one is to measure the, the volume of the garden so we can figure out exactly how much material we need and that way we can get the most efficient use of, of, our, of our budget. We're not over-ordering or under-ordering and then having to go back and get more. So to do that was the length times this is all has to be converted to meters so um, they had a total length of five point something meters times 0.9 meters wide so it was 900 millimeters wide internally so 0.9 millimeters and then times the height which is 400 millimeters so we put that as 0.4 0.4 meters 
high. So he times five meters by 0.9 times 0.4, and then that gives us our calculation. Now that had an extra section at the at the end of the the U, so it turned out to be 4.6 meters cubed, or or that that would be the answer 4.6. And because we've done this all in meters, then the answer would also be in meters. Now, if you were doing this in feet or inches or centimeters, then your answer will also be in the same way. So I like to do it in cubic meters because even a small bed, unless it's just a pot plant style, then you could probably do it in, but even that, you could still say, oh, I need half a cubic meter, or you can do it in liters, but that's a different calculation. So we'll stick with the, the meter one. They needed 4.6 meters. So at that size, probably not worth going and buying bags, like 20 liter bags. However, you, you could still do that. It would just be a lot of bags and then you'd probably want to go pick that up in a trailer or get it delivered. But for that much, I would ring the local garden center. And this is what I'd suggested to ring the, the local garden center and get some, get a delivery of exactly what they need. You could get a little bit over that. You could order in a four point, you know, I'd probably get five meters and just have some excess. Or you could actually, you know, go for the four point six and they might, they'll probably just give you five meters. I think they work in half cubic meters so you can get a four and a half or five or five and a half. But if we've done our calculations right, then we could get exactly what we need. Although you wouldn't need to spend the money on premium grade soil or compost for the whole thing. So for that, I did some calculations. I rang up the local garden center and asked what their cost for their premium garden blend was. So this would be an easy way to just get started. Now we talk about in the course how to actually make your own soil via the composting process and turning waste product, food scraps, manures, carbon in, in cardboard and sticks and branches, how to turn that into your own soil. But that takes time and then that will become both compost and soil. So it's already broken down. I, I would definitely suggest starting with some some good soil. So the soil is going to be the lifeblood of your garden. It's going to be make up the, the nutrients of the food that's, that you're going to eat from the garden. So I like to invest in this. This is going to be your main investment other than the actual beds themselves. So whether you you went and bought some raised beds from from your hardware or your garden center or whether you built some based on what we, we share in the course or whether you go to YouTube and look at the bed or, or you just do an in-ground bed, which is also something we share in the course. So we, we share four different types. These are the four types that I recommend, either in-ground beds, and that's what we do on the farm when we – so they're the most cost-efficient. But – they can, the side walls can get scratched down by animals or the kids could get into the garden easier. So those side walls and the, bar the borders kind of get a bit trashed easier. But that's, that's a small price to, to pay for the, the reduced cost of your, the beds themselves could 
be the most expensive and then the soil but if you depending on what kind of bed you're you're going to be using um, so then we've got the raised beds so number two so we've got in-ground beds then we've got raised beds which are probably the most popular for backyard gardens and they could be timber beds they could be iron sheet iron beds they could be besser block beds um, they could be hay bale beds like as the hay bales are actually the barrier um, so they're the second one the third one is actually a hay bale or a straw bale more accurately where you're not just using them as the border but you're actually growing straight out of them so there's a method to grow and transform those straw bales into the growing medium where we actually compost straight into the bed themselves and after a couple of week a 10 day process they're ready to grow into then the fourth method is container gardening and container gardening is pot plants any kind of container that you can move around these are fantastic for small spaces but they're also great for for larger spaces as well because you can move them and follow the sun if, if you've got a an apartment with a balcony then you could be growing some of your herbs your leafy greens and other veggies in pot in yeah, pots on your your balcony terraces small spaces this, this is definitely an amazing way you can go more vertical as well so you can kind of stack them in staggered way so they all still get access to the sun and there's some really great systems that you can buy drip irrigation already set up so i love that setup and i love i love all of them for different reasons and they're the, the methods that i like to use in our backyard in, on our farm and to suggest to our our growing clients and course participants and for you guys that are listening to this podcast although up until now most of the episodes have been more about the Shambhala living philosophy as you know like I love the way of living concepts I like talking about that I like all of that kind of stuff so if you haven't if you're new to the podcast and you can go back and listen to some of that kind of stuff and see the, the why behind it and also really tap into some practices that to me are foundational to set us up to live in a way that is regenerative, connected, heart-centered and to me that's the foundation to allow us to have the perspective to grow in, in a regenerative way. So that's what Shambhala living is to me, to live in our version of Shambhala, which Shambhala is the, a way of, of seeing this world that we live in as a heaven on earth. But I won't get into that in this episode. That's for the previous episode. So you could go back to episode one and, and that really spells out what, what do I mean by Shambhala living. So now for, the, for more of the future episodes, I'd love to get more practical and, and talk about gardening, like food growing. A lot of maybe here for that like um, that's not all we do but it's a big part of what we what we do and Shambhala Farm that was all about food growing some of the recent episodes I've shared where we've just stopped doing the markets because that isn't 
we're all about, but it was a big part of what it was. But it kind of took over and it sort of dominated. But what's in my heart is living healthy, living in connection with the earth. And big part of that is knowing where my food comes from and eating the best food possible for me, feeding my family the best food possible, but doing that in a way that also nourishes the earth and sets us up for a regenerative way of living to have a long-term relationship with the earth, not just for us and our family, but for future generations. So that's the the core and the essence of, of why I like to do it. But I also want to give you guys some practical, how do I grow a tomato and and what do I need to top up my bed? So I want to dig into some of that stuff in this episode and, and other future episodes. So if that sounds like something you would like to, to hear more of, then send me a question. You could send it. You could go to our website, shambhalaliving.com.au. You could Google Shambhala Farm or Shambhala Living. You'll find our website. And send me an email or, or find us on Instagram or Facebook on the Shambhala Farm and send me a question. And it could be any question about food growing and I will do my best to answer that. I'll find the best ones on there or the ones that most people are asking and then I'll answer that on this podcast. And then in some of those old video those as well so you get a better visualisation of what I'm talking about. So for this one today, the going to stick with the one question about what should I top up this bed with? So we're just we're talking about how to calculate the quantity of the volume so that you know how much soil to go and get. And that's a really simple calculation that we just shared. And then the big one is what, what do you fill it with? So there's ways to fill it on a budget and then there's ways to fill it with premium grade and then there's ways to make your own premium grade but it will take some time so this one's not about the making your own one it will be for another episode so going back to that question can i fill it with grass clippings at the bottom and other materials so yes you could fill the bottom half so up to the the first or, or I was going to say the first 200 mils in this situation because her bed was 400 mils high. So for those that are in feet, I don't know, that's that's just under half a metre for us. So I don't know, like approximately two feet. So you just want to leave the top 200 mils or the top sort of, you know, just under a foot for premium composted or either premium compost or premium garden soil that has some compost in it. I like to just go for a straight up compost, not something that's composting because that's still cooking and breaking down something that has composted, meaning it has broken down, which is effectively what soil is, is, is a mixture of organic matter that has broken down plus the minerals which is in your sand and rock dust plus clay and then your water and air content and plus your microorganisms but we're going to bring the microorganisms that's our job as the gardener to bring life to our mixture so i'm not too concerned about buying the compost or the garden soil already full of life like that's what 
you hopefully we can share with you over the um, podcast and YouTube episodes if you want to go dive deeper than via the course. In this one, so that t- top 200 mil, don't put anything other than premium grade compost or garden soil. And for that, to, to buy that at your local garden centre, you're looking at approximately $100 per cubic metre. So if she, if this lady wanted to to fill her whole garden bed, which was four, 4.6 cubic metres, then that would be $460. And she had about, I mean, she had about six, six and a half meters in length, just to give you a bit of an idea. But she did have a deeper, I call it a deep bed because a lot of my beds are only 200 mils, one sleeper high. That's enough for a lot of our veggies. But it, it is nice to have the extra height for multiple reasons. You can grow deeper veggies like longer carrots and root veggies. And it's also less to bend down. They're a bit cleaner, a bit tidier, but you do need more soil. So yes, you could fill the bottom half with some clay. Not you probably wouldn't want just pure clay. You want this to drain. So I had suggested to not fill it with just your grass clippings because grass clippings break down so fast that before you know it, be degraded down, and you'll be topping up your soil and I would put the grass clippings into a separate bay and compost them down. We would need to have another episode about the process of that. But you could be chunks of timber and and things that are a bit harder that are going to break down longer, wood chips even, um, and fill up that bottom half. with. And then you could put some grass clippings in that, but if it was the whole thing, the bottom layer was all grass clippings, and effectively that whole 200 mils will drop down to about 50 mils or, or even less, not, not even actually, you know, 10 mils of, of broken down hay, soily compost. So I think that that's wasting, you're gonna, it'll break down faster than your veggies take to grow. So you'll kind of leave holes and divots in your bed. My suggestion would be, well, my two options were Unless you had access to some, some timbers and, and wood chips, then you can get a cheaper landscaping soil, which is around 50 to $55 a cubic metre. So you could fill the first half, which would only be two cubic metres, with $50 worth of per metre, so $100 worth of soil. And then the other top layer, then I would use premium mix of 100 dollars per cubic meter and she's got another two half meters so we're looking at 250 dollars so you've got if you're buying it all getting it all delivered on a truck they can even split the load so you could say you've got your bottom layer in the truck and then they usually some places will do this and then they'll have your top layer at the back of the truck so and they'll when you get them to, to dump it down it's best to put it on and have a tarp ready for them They'll drop that out on your front lawn or in your driveway, and then you'll be wheelbarrowing that to your garden bed, filling your bottom layer with this landscaping mix or or whatever you've got that you're going to be breaking down. Or I filled the whole lot with the premium mix. That would be that's how I do it because 
but if you've got a lot of these, it can get expensive. So it's perfectly fine to have that bottom layer and less quality. It doesn't mean it's going to stay less quality. You're going to bring life to it. So don't think that you're going to have a substandard garden as long as you have that top mix as premium. Now, what do we mean by premium? That's a, a discussion for a whole another podcast as well or another episode. So, But briefly to, to kind of summarise what I shared today, this um, customer or this member was the landscape shop near us sells a vegetable garden mix. So I would put that on top. She was going to put some mushroom compost on top as well. Mushroom compost, I like to make sure that it's still, that it is composted because the word compost gets thrown around a lot. So there's mushroom compost, which is really the spent waste from the mushroom farmers, which is usually peat moss or cocoa fibres. But just know that that's not yet a soil, but it's breaking down to become a soil. And it's perfectly fine to put some of that in there, but I'd still probably have a pre, a premium soil, which is going to have some sand and mineral. So let's say we're going to keep it simple because you've, you've got a choose-your-own-adventure and depending on budget, depending on availability, and just so you know straight up that there's not one size or one style is the only way and the, that you can either way we're going to be transforming this space into what I call a living soil so you need to have some of the four main ingredients but and that's where the easiest is just going by a garden blend if you're listening to this saying, yeah, but I don't have a big garden where I'm going to need a truckload or four cubic metres of soil, then you can still think of this in terms of the bag. So that's the other way to buy it. That's, that works for up to one, two, three, even four beds, but then you, you start getting into a lot of volume and you may as well just get it delivered. So you've got two options there. You go in bags, definitely... A great way to start um, that'll fill your pot plants your container gardens your straw bale beds and a couple of your small a couple of beds that are good sizes so if you're just going to have one bed that's and this is how we suggest in the course to just start with one bed about two meters long by between 800 and one metre wide and just fill that with with soil from the 20 litre bags just to get you started. Now in that one I would also use the premium soil to fill up the beds. I've got a whole recipe but I'm a little bit complicated in this so I I like to remind people that it's okay to just get could fill it up with potting mix on the bottom layer and then compost on the top layer. So the compost that you buy is is suitable to put on that top layer, whether it's in the bag form or in the, the um, bulk form. So we've got our potting mix or our landscaping mix on the bottom layer and then our compost on the top layer. 
And then I like to add the rock, some rock dust in there. You can buy this in a bag, a small bag from the garden centre, and that will bring, bring the minerals to your soil. And then I like to put some seaweed in there, seaweed liquid, and a teaspoon or a table, a tablespoon of molasses, sorry, a tablespoon of molasses in our nine-litre watering can. But again, I don't want to get into recipes here because this is just a general answer to cover different sizes. So I've got molasses, seaweed, and rock dust. The molasses and seaweed go in with water, and the rock dust will go in just sprinkled over. Then we're going to water that in really well, and then we're going to cover the whole lot with an, a mulch. And I like to use a, a fine cut sugarcane mulch, but you could use a straw that sometimes brings a little bit more weed, but it's okay. And but a sugarcane mulch, a fine cut one is best. Then that's ready to plant. Now, then we'll bring life to that soil by putting worm castings, which is all worm juice. What I prefer, my third way is worm tea, aerated worm tea. Again, we have a whole recipe on that, but you can buy this stuff. This will be the baby or the inoculation of how you'll bring the life to this mineral and organic matter garden base that you've got in your soil. But you can be planting into that and the plants will help bring life to your soil as well. So you could have this whole, you could buy a garden bed from the landscaping shop. You could assemble it in a weekend, one bed. You could buy your bags of potting mix and compost plus some sugarcane fines. You could calculate what you need for one bed, which would only be you know, a handful of bags. I'll, I could do that calculation for you in another episode. Fill the bottom layer, fill the with the landscaping mix or the potting mix, fill the top layer with the compost, give it the, the rock dust, give it the seaweed liquid, and if you want to give it the molasses, that's what feeds the microbes that will come via the compost. And if you have access to some worm juice, a good quality one, not, not a crappy one. So if you don't know what the difference is, maybe leave that out for now and then put your mulch over the top and put some seedlings in there straight away. Don't go for the seeds just yet. That's a whole nother level of gardening. Just go for seedlings, buy them from the, the garden centre as well, and you have a garden up and running. Ideally, you would put an, a drip irrigation, but again, that's that's a, getting a bit advanced for some people. So just come out and water it, talk to it, look at it, and you and make sure it's in the sun. At least gets four hours, ideally eight hours, but that's okay if it gets four. Some things are going to work, some things aren't going to work, some things are going to get eaten, some things are going to get, they're not all going to work, so that's where you have a nice variety. I like to have at least eight to ten things, unless I've just got a pot plant, and then I'd have one to three things. But in a garden bed 2.4 metres by 800 wide, I would have a good 10 different varieties in there. Four or five of each thing um, spaced out about 20 centimetres apart or read the label and some things can go closer but on an average 20 centimetres apart in a grid format and you're up and running in a weekend and within just a few 
week six weeks for some things like radishes and some of your herbs and your lettuces, you'll be harvesting within six weeks and then other things will come on in eight weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks. And then as long as every time you harvest, you keep replanting, you're up and away. You've got a garden that's going to keep producing with very um, limited amount of time needed to maintain it. And to set that one garden bed up is really just a couple of hours. It's probably going to take a weekend or at least a, a one day of the weekend with you and your partner or you and a friend, you and the kids, to actually get one garden bed set up, filled up. And, and if I had the weekend, it would be a pleasurable, enjoyable weekend with, with plenty of downtime. And I, at the end of the weekend, you would have a garden bed planted out and then you can see how that feels and then you would, the main thing would be building the next one. But the other, that first one, that's going to almost self-maintain if you've followed these steps and as long as you're keeping it watered and it's getting sunlight. And then, yes, you're going to have some things come and eat it and, and get to it, but we can talk about that another time of how do you protect that. But just start start the process. I'd like to explore... I've gone way deeper than the, the original question, so pull up on the on this episode and we'll come back. But I'd love to explore well, just how small and fast can we get something set up for you and how quickly could you be harvesting. And I'll, I'll even explore like how what's the cheapest way you could just get started and what could that look like. And I'm, I'm visualising a, a, a pot. So let's see how far one bag of soil gets you how many pots and I'll, I'll I think this one would be best to film and uh, the audio I could put on the podcast and the video we'll put onto YouTube so if you're interested in that then let me know because I sometimes I I it's hard to know who am I talking to are, are we talking to people with units or back big backyards or small backyards and courtyards I've, I've also got farmers that I consult with so there's all different sizes, but the fundamentals remain the same. We've just got to get that soil right and make sure the rest of the fundamentals, the garden bed, the microbe, which is the fertility, the irrigation, and then we look at how to build on that yield, how to maximise that yield, how to um, do natural pest management, and then how to have continual fertility, succession planting. Once we get these fundamentals, but these are the things that you'll learn after you get that one garden bed um, sorted out. So anyway, I'm, I'm getting excited thinking about this. I've got a bit of an idea that Chrissy and I have been talking about of getting a kit set up with everything you need to that we can just send it to you. Um, and I'm thinking to have like a small, which could be just one pot, one bag, or you know something that could come in a box and you open it, and in by the you know within two hours one person could have a mini garden set up that will actually be 
producing your food within a matter of you know weeks if you're interested in that let me know and i'll i'll keep exploring that this idea and then having a, a bigger kit or a medium kit that's for a, an actual you know 2.4 meter raised garden bed and then like a large kit that could be a, a whole backyard kit anyway or i could just point you in the directions and that's what we what i think is the easiest you go and do it but if you're but you still got to go and buy the different things. Um, you know, I've got this idea, but I'd love to go down this track further on some other episodes. So this one kind of really went went further, but it, um, we kind of went into some of the the deeper subjects there. And um, and maybe you're listening to this going, um, I'm more confused than I started. If that's the case, then um, don't let the complexity of the gardening stop you from gardening just start and i promise you the you'll learn along the way and and i'll be here i'll share more my absolute desire and mission is to support more people to to grow their own food a little bit of their own food ultimately to support everyone to grow some of their food so we all become growers and if I can, if you can be doing that on your kitchen garden in a little windowsill garden, then you're a gardener, you're a grower, you're a regenerative, you're on that track to living in a regenerative way, which is what I think is the, the highest way that we can be in relationship with, with this, this earth. So I hope you enjoyed that. Went way deeper than I was planning. I'll try to make them more succinct, more shorter, so that we kind of went on a bit of a journey there. But thank you for listening. If you liked it, share it with someone. If you want to give feedback or ask a question, email me or or send us a message. I'll see all of those emails. Chris will see them and we'll get a answer for you and find ways to help support you or give you the confidence to be growing food like this season it's exciting and once you get that bug it just grows more like i'm 15 years into my journey and i'm more enthused than ever like we just got back from our family holiday and first thing we both did was pulled it, looked into the garden and he's like, whoa, how's the food going and how's the flowers? And, and it was so exciting because there was so much that has sprouted in one week. It's like, oh, my God. It's, so I, I love it and and I am always learning. So it's not something that you'll, you'll just get and then you're done. It's like you'll, you'll get the basics and we can get you up and running and then you'll learn more and you, it's a deep rabbit hole and it's a really exciting and it doesn't have to take up hardly any of your time. I, I literally, in a big backyard garden, I spend only an hour a week maintaining it. And most of that is harvesting. I did spend a couple of weekends setting it up. And you can see that whole thing on YouTube under our garden challenge. Our backyard, literally in our own backyard. And it's 100 square metres of growing space in a a big backyard but I do, I'm looking forward to doing another one in a very small area maybe like a, a one or two square meter courtyard so I look forward to, sh- to sharing more 
Okay, well, I'm going to head inside. I'll see you on the next one. Bye for now. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Shambhala Living Podcast. If you enjoyed it, then I'd love it if you would share it with some friends and subscribe to this channel and turn on notifications so you can find out when the next podcast comes out. You can find us at Instagram at Shambhala Farm and also check out our upcoming 12-week food growing course. You can find out more details on our newsletter list or on Instagram. I'll see you on the next episode.